0: an eye on, the street below, Alfred says I have trouble with intimacy, but people often die when they get close to me, I'm kicking and punching, all of the criminals! Recently released. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DC3 Klee Batman and Robin Eternal podcast. Um, except tonight, it's going to be more like the DC1 uh, podcast. Wah, wah. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be just Vince tonight. Um, Zach is early to bed, early to rise. He's got to catch a flight. Um, so he's not able to be here. And. Uh, Brian, on the other hand, um, there's some congratulations in order. Uh, Brian's wife just gave birth to their second child. And uh, uh, let's see, let's see, what was the name here? Uh, Daniel Jurgens Salvatore. No, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Benjamin Vincent Salvatore. Um, so. Baby and mommy are doing great, and uh, and we're all very happy for Brian and his family. Um, I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, but the show must go on, so I'm here with you tonight. Um, as always, we are going to spoil the plot for you of the latest uh, issue. Actually, we missed last week, so it's going to be the uh, this week's issue and last week's issue so that's number 20 and number 21 of batman and robin eternal um we're gonna go through the plot a little bit there will be spoilers so um if you haven't read either of those issues please read them and, and then come back and listen to us um all right we'll get started here with issue number 20 uh it was written by tim seeley art by roge antonio Ra- Ra- Re- Geraldo borges uh Alan Pasalacqua on colors and Marilyn Patrizio on letters. Um, basically this issue is, uh, one long fight scene almost entirely. And it's kind of, um, everybody is more or less paired up fighting somebody. Harper is taking on Cassandra. Thanks to the revelation that, uh, Cassandra killed Harper's mother. Um, uh while Dick is trying to appeal to Harper and get her to sort of cool down. Uh Poppy ends up joining the fight. Um so it's Poppy versus Dick. There's uh there's Helena uh Bertolini versus David Kane, and uh and and basically, you know, fighting back and forth. Um in the end, Mother uh ends up getting Poppy, Harper Cast the girls from the school, I believe, um, <clears throat> all all uh, all within her grasp again, um, and so uh, Helena and Dick are sitting there at the end. Uh, they kind of feel like they've lost the fight, um, and also they have spiral somnus codes, um, which. Helena tells Dick were meant to make the world forget that he was that he was Dick Grayson or that he was Nightwing. You know he was recently unmasked, uh, and that's why he became the Spiral Agent to begin with, um, started to get out of the public eye. And apparently, the Somnus codes would would make the world forget that Dick Grayson was ever Nightwing, so he could go back to his old life if he ever wanted to. Um, and you know just when everything looks like it's bottomed out. Who shows up at the end but Damian Wayne? Um, and I don't have Zach or Brian to <clears throat> bounce this off of, but uh, um, my one thing, anyway, I don't know what theirs would have been. Uh, my one thing is the fact that Damian Wayne is back. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago I said where... The hell is Damian Wayne in all of this? Um, it's interesting that we had a Batman and Robin Eternal series. Um, that has got Robin right there in the title, and 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 yes, it up to this point it has mostly alluded to um, Dick Grayson's time as Robin, and we've seen several flashbacks. But it still seems strange that the only proper Robin that we have in the DCU. Um it it seems strange that he wasn't going to show up in this, you know. And uh and it was strange that he wasn't in Batman Eternal either. Um to my recollection. Um but uh now he's shown up here at the end um sort of spinning back out of uh Robin Son of Batman. And he's for me. He's a welcome sight. It's it's just <laughs> there's something about seeing a character actually dressed as Robin, you know, and somebody with such a personality as Damien. Um, I I really like him. I know I know um, the Bat fandom has kind of mixed feelings about him. I think, but um, but I like Damien. Um, I think you know if all of the other Robins, um, well, except of course Jason Todd. Now, I guess, um, but if they were if they were all supposed to be a more fun-loving or innocent side of Batman, I always thought it was interesting to have Damian Wayne being his son and then being, you know, on the other side of the spectrum on that, where almost for a while there, it was almost like. Batman was the uh Batman was the lighter side of the coin there um and I just like his attitude I think it's fun you know um I think it's it's you know brash and um it's it's brash in a way that uh the new 52 has missed the mark on quite a bit you know um trying to make heroes grim and gritty and and have attitude you know it's like damien is one of the few characters where that really works for i think and i think it's because he's kind of like a pint-sized upstart you know he's the young probably you know the one of the youngest um major characters in the dcu and so that attitude works for him i think you inject that into a world uh that doesn't know how to handle him and I think it, it makes for a lot of fun. So I always like when Damien's around. Um, and I think, you know, Brian and Zach and I were talking about how the book was kind of spinning its wheels in the last several issues. I mean, I would I would even say the last four or five issues. Um, you know, things are more or less wrapping up and, and, and we're kind of just seeing conflicts we knew were going to happen play out. Uh, to their logical conclusion and now you throw Damien into that and it actually breathes a little bit of life into the proceedings I think uh, at least it did for me I got really excited to, to see the splash page at the end with Damien um, and also the art was great um, Antonio and uh, Borges Borg, uh, I thought they did a fantastic job um, they could have a regular monthly book as far as i'm concerned you know put them on something after rebirth um or or have them be fill-ins for some you know bigger name artist Uh, they do a great job um so yeah batman and robin eternal number 20 uh not a whole lot of revelation in it but i definitely got excited by the end um batman and robin eternal number 21 uh, was a little bit different it was a standalone issue, for the most part, um, regarding the secret origin of Mother. Um, it was written by uh, James the IV. Tony Daniel uh, did the art. Sandu Floria did the inks. Tomo Tomo Mori did the colors, and Dave Sharp did the letters. Um, I think this is one of the best issues I've probably seen Tony Daniel draw. Um, I'm generally a fan of his art if he's drawing the right character. You know, uh, I don't think he's necessarily right for a lighter book or for a youth-oriented book necessarily, but I think he's really great for Batman, I think he could be great for the right kind of Superman story, you know, um, green arrow, uh, and he fits like a glove here, uh, telling, uh, the, the tragic backstory of mother. Um, so props to Tony Daniel on the art for this one. Um, really good stuff starts out with a, with the death of Harper's mother being shown to us. And that's probably the most effective page that daniel gives us um he renders something that <laughs> thanks to batman and Robert eternal there's been a lot of death and violence and and blood and we'll talk more about that before before we end here um but he does that scene really well like i think the way he draws harper's reaction and you see them a little bit younger um it's really effective i mean you're expecting it or it's, it's not a surprise and, and yet it's effective. Um, so, so yeah, it opens on the death of Harper's mother. Um, Batman is then narrating his feelings on how mother has manipulated Harper and what his role in all of this is going to be. Um, he feels a little guilty. He tells Robin, he's going to leave Gotham for a little bit go overseas. He's leaving Gotham to Robin's uh, care and Superman, he mentions. Um, uh, and Bruce ends up arriving at uh, someone's house in Eastern Europe named Miss Marchen- Marchenko. Um, and he has apparently been tipped off that she knows something about Mother when she was younger. And so um, Miss Marchenko tells Bruce the story of mother's origin so to speak um, we flash back to uh, Soviet occupation and um, and we see mother um, uh, working in a, a restaurant or a diner or a ta- tavern or something and uh, <clears throat> a Soviet mm, soldier or militant or whatever you want to call it uh, gets poisoned and it starts a riot uh, in the place and uh, mother's parents are killed in the crossfire. Um, and she witnesses all of this, of course. So it's very much like a Bruce Wayne Batman situation for her. And, and of course we would expect that kind of origin for her because um, she's inflicting that sort of origin on on, uh, on her children, so to speak, um, the, the (laughs) so this scene is a little bit over the top, I think, um, I think that's been a running theme of Batman and Robin Eternal, um, so it's a Batman and Robin book, but it could possibly be the most violent Batman and Robin book I've ever read, um. It's very dark. And this issue doubles down on that. Um, You see a lot of people slaughtered. Um, Mother herself, uh, as a young woman, gets stabbed seven times, it says. And she didn't move or make a sound during this. So um, they're really doubling down on this really grim and gritty origin for everybody. You know, we just saw... um, Cassandra Cain's origin, where David Cain was like slaughtering people very graphically in front of her to trigger this trauma in her, you know, and the same thing happens here uh, with Mother and um, and uh, so. Um, so anyway, um, she ends up staying with this Miss Marchenko because she has no, um, parents anymore. And, uh, and she ends up killing Miss Marchenko's parents while staying with them, saying something to the younger Marchenko, uh, you know, this will make you stronger. You don't need them. Basically, inflicting the. You know, it's it's the same thing that she's going to be doing to child after child to create some sort of um, perfect army of child soldiers. You know, um, and so you know that that's another grisly scene. It's clearly traumatized Miss Marchenko. Um <clears throat> Back in the present, while she's telling Bruce this story, Bruce, you know, reassures her, well, it's over now, you know, and she says, I wish that were true. As Bruce is leaving, Mother comes up behind her, stabs her and kills her. Basically through the back and, like, out the chest. Again, like, I'm not a prude, but, like, holy crap, they are really, like, doubling, tripling down on just making this super violent. Um, it's really dark. And I and I think it's dark in an overt way that, that, you know, I wish comics... I mean, we found out this week that we're getting a R-rated home release uh, director's cut of Batman v Superman. And it's just like... I don't get it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like and people are really excited about that fact, i guess. But like is it necessary, you know? I felt like you could have done a lot of the stuff that this story tries to accomplish. Well, um well, not showing as much of the violence overtly or you know, just making it shocking for the sake of being shocking, you know? Um I don't think it does much to advance the the emotions that you're gonna feel, you know. Like, like really, it just makes me sit here and go, "Oh, really? Like, come on, you know? Do we have to go that far again?" But they do, and um, and so uh, mother stabs and kills her, um, and then we we go back to Batman in the Batcave and he's talking about what he's going to do about Harper and how he's decided he wants Harper to face a life that may be difficult, but without his influence, you know, it will make her, rather than molding her to make her stronger in the way that he maybe did with past Robins or with, um, or the way that mother did, um, that maybe letting her go will make her stronger in the long run um incidentally he also threatens harper's dad to like clean up his act get a job um this scene was a little cheesy you know like oh, all Bat- batman's gonna threaten him to like keep his nose clean and watch over uh, harper and cullen you know um and of course we know what happens to harper's dad um Oh, excuse me, I had to sneeze there. Um. Uh, anyway, in the end, Batman ends up purging um, presumably Harper and these children from his computer, uh, more or less washing his hands of everything that went on with Mother. Um, and uh, that's that was a weird scene because I think, like, my one thing is that that, that scene plays like something where um, in comics it could easily go one way or the other We could never hear about this again you know or at least like not for you know years and years like Batman the book can get, the cover can get closed on Batman and Robin eternal and uh, and everything is wiped clean as far as his uh, battle with mother is concerned. Or, this is something, you know, the fact that he wiped, um, that he didn't take care of these kids, and he wiped them from his computer, uh, it it could be something that gets dragged out as yet another example of Batman, like, putting the people closest to him at expense, or in expense of the, um, you know his ability to fight crime in general and uh so i don't know how i feel about that um um uh, there's a little it was, i liked this issue i liked the flashback stuff aside from it just going way over the top um i thought it was a gorgeous looking issue um but it ultimately leaves something to be desired I think when you're talking about Bruce Wayne as a character um, because basically things have been stacking so heavily against him that he looks like a really irresponsible guy <laughs> coming out of this you know and until we see how the last few issues go this feels less like a celebration of the relationship between Batman and Robin and Robin as a hero than like yet another like wow it really sucks to be robin because um you live with this like brooding guy that is going to um basically feed you to is liable to feed you to the wolves you know and by sheer luck you get out of it uh somehow every time um yeah, it's just it's just really weird. I, I hope it ends with more of a celebration uh, because it's it's really on a down note right now, and I think the comic book has been mostly quality, you know. Uh, from a quality perspective, these two issues were a definite uptick, but they're still mired in that, like, darkness that has been plaguing DC for a while. And, uh... I hope that really turns around, because if it does, this could be a really entertaining springboard into DC Rebirth and this idea that uh, there's going to be legacy and it's something to be celebrated, you know, and, and we're going to get back things that feel like they're missing. Um, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see if that is actually played around with at all before we before we wrap this up. Um, okay, so uh, it's been about twenty minutes. That's enough of my droning on. Um, I wish I had Zach and or Brian here to bounce off of, um, but I <laughs> I hope you could stomach me uh, for this long. Um, if you if you want to reach me, you can find our podcast. Uh, on any any like podcast client. Should be on there. iTunes. Um, you can find us on multiversitycomics.com. Uh, the podcast gets posted there every week. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at VJ underscore o s t r o w s k i. Um, you can find Brian at Brian needs a nap on Twitter, and you should probably um, you should probably send him a uh, congratulations about his his new son, his new baby son. Um, and then Zach you can find at SirFox89. Um, and yeah, so thank you for listening. And hopefully, um, I don't know if we'll have Brian back next week because he's going to be on daddy duty for a while, I think. But yeah. Um, But Zach and I should be able to talk. So um, until then, take care.